What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Red and Blacks TV. Let's get started with our first transfer market news of the week. This week's news is from June 19th. I'm going to try to keep this weekly for you guys. Next week might be a little bit delayed, but regardless of the fact, as of June 19th right now, as of this week, here's your latest news. So first things first, it looks like AC Milan is actively looking for an attacking midfielder to replace Brahim Diaz. We already had news before Maldini's firing that Kamada was on the way. Daichi Kamada is on a free transfer on the way. But for some reason, we're still out here negotiating with him. But you know, this is how AC Milan works sometimes. Everything takes much longer than it does for a team like Chelsea, for example. Why? I guess money. I guess we just don't have money. So Kamada, you know, he has some good numbers. Free transfer doesn't seem like high risk. So it seems like he can play multiple positions. Personally, I think it's worth the risk, especially for a free transfer without an attacking midfielder right now in the squad besides CDK, which we'll get to a little bit later. Now, the second player that is on our list for also for an attacking mid as well is Arda Guler. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but he's from the Turkish league from Fenerbahce. He's a young talent. Now, the only issue here that I have with Arda Guler is basically he's young and his numbers in the Turkish league are not even that good. Yes, he's played good this season. He has a lot of opportunity to grow as an 18-year-old. But as an 18-year-old, they're talking about a 17 million fee. For AC Milan, it's just not going to happen. I'll tell you right now, we're not spending 17 million on a player that's not going to cause an impact right away. That's like a $100 million signing for any other team. But for AC Milan, it's just not going to happen. On top of that, the Turkish league... The numbers are inflated. For example, Arda Guler's numbers, he has six goals, four assists all season, including Europa League. Now, when we look at a comparison, there's a player in the Turkish League by the name of Fabio Borini, who we probably already know, who has 19 goals and eight assists in the Turkish League this season. So as an 18-year-old with six goals, four assists, what kind of impact can you do with AC Milan? Can he hold up to the pressure? Highly doubtful. We at this point need some sure signings, people that will cause a change right away. We already had an issue with CDK and then Yasin Adli not being able to hold up to that attacking midfield position. Brahim Diaz was started basically most of the year because he's he was essentially our most consistent attacking midfielder of the season, which we don't want to run into a similar problem again where we sign players and they're useless in that attacking mid position. <clears throat> now the other rumor of the second rumor of this week is CDK will be allowed to leave. Charles de Catalara, as you, as you guys know, has zero goals, one assist all season, and it just looked like his confidence was shot all year. I have not seen a player miss some one-on-one and short chances as much as he did this year. And every miss looked like it just took a little piece out of him. I still recall the miss against Monza where he had a perfect opportunity right in front of goal to just volley the ball home, couldn't do it. And that kind of just crushed him. And from there, it was just all downhill. <clears throat> now, with CDK, with the amount of money spent, they're saying that if they get an offer which basically breaks even from our investment in the summer, if he breaks even, I think $28 million is what they will ask for him. Will there be a team to sign a $28 million player who hasn't scored a goal and only has one assist all year? Highly, highly doubtful. So most likely we'll still be seeing CDK on the team next season. A lot of people were calling for him to start playing on the right side, which I don't think Pioli tried him on the right once all year. So let's see. Let's see what happens. But 
personally, I do think there is talent in the player. It's just the pressure's gotten to him, and obviously those bad performances one after the next have just been crushing him. And a new year is probably all he, uh, what he deserves, and what essentially can hopefully bring him back. But again, with Kamada coming in and talking about another attacking midfielder, I assume that we're hoping to get an offer for him so we can get rid of him. The other transfer rumors is with SMS, Milinkovic, Savic, and Fratesi. So beginning of the transfer market, before Maldini got let go, we were told that basically SMS is a sure thing. We're talking about 25 to 30 million for one of the most consistent performers in Syria for a position that we need at the attacking midfield. Not only that, the way Pioli likes to play with an attacking midfielder who can defend, who can play both sides of the field, SMS seemed to be like the perfect fit. And at 25 and to 30 million, it seemed like a steal. Then boom, out of nowhere, Maldini gets let go. And all of a sudden, we're not looking at SMS anymore. God beats me why he seems like the perfect solution. We've been talking about SMS for like three years now, trying to sign him from back in the day of 70 million to now with the Mirabelli and Thumb Force till now, 25, 30 million. I don't see why we wouldn't do that. But I guess now with Maldini being fired, we're only looking at young prospects. I don't see us signing any type of player that is mid to late 20s at all god help us all because in my opinion with maldini we had a legend that can call a player up and obviously every player in the world knows who maldini is if maldini gives you a call and you're a young player who's seen him play who's been following him and watched him win you pick up the call and it's maldini on the other line no matter what he says you're going to say yes and agree to move on now with pioli calling a lot of players in other leagues are going to wonder who the hell is on the other line of the phone are they even going to respect him god knows we'll see the other signing that we basically sold and bought back was colombo now colombo has been on the radar for a while for a couple of years now he has a rocket of a left foot the only issue i see with colombo is i don't see the high numbers out of him he definitely has some good performances he performed very well last season as well for a lower league team especially saving them with a penalty in the last minute of the game but it's like every time we loan him out, he gets five, six goals at max, and we need a striker that's going to be there and ready to score and finish the chances created for him. Almost like a Giroud type of situation where, you know, you have Leal, you have hopefully a new right wing coming in, and you just finish those chances that are created for you. Now, we'll see. I'm sure he's going to get a chance in preseason, and if he shows something, maybe he'll be kept up as a backup to Giroud or whoever we sign if we sign a new striker which brings us to our next point is a new striker now Marcus Thuram has been on the radar for weeks and weeks now somehow leave it to AC Milan to drag on every single transfer that's ever been made is just dragged on and dragged on and dragged on now we're on week three talking about oh by tomorrow Thuram will make a decision oh by tomorrow it's literally been three weeks now Let's see if tomorrow is again the day or if this week is the week. But it seems like he's holding out for more money and more guarantees, especially with PSG involved and Leipzig involved. So far with our new owners, the American ones, it seems that with Redbird involved, if there's another team that's a big team that's involved in signing any player that we're interested into, it seems that we lose them to, to those teams regardless. So I'm not really hopeful that Tehran is going to be here. I wish, because that's a good striker for the future, especially with the French connection with the Giroud and Theo. I think he can kind of walk into the team easily, but I'm just not confident. The other striker that we've been discussing probably since before the season ended was Openda. 
he seems like a great striker as well. But now with the fees involved, 30 million, 35, 40 million, whatever the case is, don't really think that's going to happen either. I, personally, I just don't think we're ready to invest that much. Another striker that we're talking about is from Arsenal, the Bal- Balogun, Balogun, whatever his name is, from Arsenal. I hope I pronounced that right. I mean, listen, we're all international here, so we're going to mess up a few names here or there. Now, that's a player who's good, performed very good in League One. He's already came out and said that he's not going back on loan. He definitely doesn't want a loan. He wants a permanent transfer if Arsenal is not going to keep him. However, Arsenal is a team with money, and they're not going to sell him for cheap. They're not going to give him on a loan with an option. They're not going to give him on a loan with obligation. And it looks like with some of the news that's been coming out, we don't have a huge budget this season again for some reason, even though we went far in the Champions League. And now they're talking about his evaluation is $40 million, so I don't think that's happening either, even though he did score 22 goals in France, so it would be a nice signing as well. But again, too much of there. <clears throat> now the other X factor here is Portuguese player Fabio Silva from Wolves. Now Fabio Silva, he's a young striker. He's had a lot of playing time. And he has shown, from what I've seen of him, he has shown some potential. Now, again, I don't see the huge numbers in him. However, he's 20 years old, and it seems like he has a lot of potential. However, again, we're buying a striker from the Premier League, from a team like Wolves, who is not broke, and they just sold Neves for $45 million or so to Saudi Arabia. So they're definitely not struggling for money. So I don't know if we can find a deal but with mendez involved because i believe silva is a mendez client as well you never really know he's helped us out before maybe he can do it again now with that being said that's your news of this week tune in again next week in about a week and a half i'll be back giving more transfer news hopefully some good news and not this depressing one that i just gave this minute i'm a little depressed myself i didn't want to see maldini out of the club but here we go all we can do is hope for the best and trust the process so Let's see. Will there be a signing next week? Not sure. I don't know. Stay tuned here and let us know in the comments who you would like to sign if you think one of these players that I mentioned today is coming. If I missed any player that you know of, let me know as well. Don't forget, Red and Blacks TV everywhere on all social media. Thank you, guys.